Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today, we're going to explore an ancient spiritual practice through a new wide-angle lens titled Meditation, Your Magic Mind Carpet. Yes, meditation has definitely been a mainstream word for quite a while now, even in the Western world. At one time, it was a word reserved for spiritual seekers and those interested in pursuing a more religious and contemplative life. Yet there are a lot of different kinds of practice that most people know about that they might not actually practice. There's vegetarianism, for example. Most people around the world these days know what the practice of vegetarianism is, yet only a minority of the global population follows that dietary practice. According to one report now, 22% of the world population are considered practicing vegetarians. Now, that's a huge increase just in the past couple of decades. Of course, being vegetarian is a much larger population base than being, say, a strict vegan vegetarian. If we're counting only the global population on a regular vegan diet, the percentage drops down to a mere 1%. So those of you who are vegan vegetarians, you're part of the one percenters. When it comes to the practice of meditation, it's a little like that as well. Everyone's heard about meditation, but it is said only less than 16% of the world population meditates. On the other hand, that percentage of people around the world meditating at least occasionally is reported to have quadrupled in the past 10 years. So definitely something is happening that globally four times more people are meditating in some way compared to a mere 10 years ago. Like the discrepancy between those who regularly eat more loosely defined vegetarian diet and those who are established vegans, however, there's probably a wide range and difference of levels of practice from those who infrequently meditate for a few minutes for stress relief to those who have fully integrated a deep meditation practice in their everyday life for their spiritual enlightenment. For some, meditation could mean merely thinking about a certain thing a bit more mindfully, whereas for another, meditation is a complete and direct experience of the infinite and eternal. So what do we mean when we talk about meditation? Practice, the practice of meditating begins as we turn our awareness inward, away from the hustle and bustle of the world and our worldly life, 
and towards the essence and source of life. Rather than being almost exclusively aware of our bodily sensory perceptions, we train ourselves to become increasingly more aware of our intrinsic awareness itself. The purpose for meditation is to wake up to who we truly are from our dreams or imaginings of who we think we are. From early on in our practice of meditation, we begin to discover that our experience of the outer world is nothing like our experience of our inner world. For one thing, the outer world is a constant state is in a constant state of flux, while as we discover more and more of our inner life, we experience ever increasing stillness and quiet. All of the noise or mind chatter that most beginning meditators complain about is their experience of the more superficial levels of the mind that has taken on all the hustle and bustle of the outer worldly experiences. In many ways, we have to delete all of the multitude of junk mail we receive daily into our awareness inbox before we can start to clearly discern the important communications we need to respond to. Meditation is definitely a profound form of communication. It is our primary avenue of communicating with our true self. It gives us the direct line to who we are in truth. It's like the aware, sensitive, and loving soul that gets conscripted to serve as a soldier in the front lines of deadly battles for months on end, who has had to harden themselves just to stay alive, may all but begin to forget who they really were before they went to war. Meditation affords that hardened soul a direct and secure phone line to home and a remembrance of who they are and the true purpose for which they are incarnated in this world. With regular meditation, that soul restores itself to the truth of their beingness, worth, and purpose. Meditation, as an essential tool for communicating with your inner self, gets you in touch with yourself more clearly. Yet, once you establish that secure and safe phone line, you'll still need to get to know yourself, which is who you are communicating with. At first, you might not believe what the joyful, peaceful, and loving inner you is telling you. If you've experienced being badly hurt in the emotional and mental battlefields of the worldly life, you might have grown distrustful of good or kind and happy words. You might not want to get sucker punched ever again. I think we all feel that way. So, meditation is never a one-time practice. If you expect any positive results from therapy of any kind for a, major, for a major difficulty in your life, you wouldn't expect it to be just a one-shot session or even an occasional practice. You'd have to commit yourself to a regular and consistent practice. Naturally, you can start it in any way that you are willing and able to. Even once a week for 15 minutes is better than none. Yet, the more you establish your meditation practice, 
as a consistent, regular practice, the sooner you can integrate it into your daily life as an important part of your regular life. It's not something that you can wait to have enough time for once you retire or on your days off from work or other commitments. Ultimately, you'll discover that meditation will become your starting point for everything important in your life. Way more important than having to start your day with a cup of espresso. A helpful way to approach your regular practice of meditation is to realize what it is for and what it allows you to have in your life. If you make your practice of meditation another obligation or assignment or job you have to do, you'll most likely not last very long in the practice. After all, what are the things in your life that you can hardly wait to get to do? Find out what makes doing those things so attractive and wonderful for you that you can't wait to do them. Then find out what meditating gives you that is just as or even more wonderful. If you approach your regular and consistent practice of meditation with joy and enthusiasm because you love it, nothing will keep you from it. Well, meditating has definitely been uh, one of the most enjoyable and important things I can do in my life for the past almost 50 years. (laughs) Hey, that's a long time. (laughs) Actually, I even loved meditating when I was growing up, but I didn't know that was what I was doing. Meditation was not a word in my vocabulary when I was a kid. To me, meditation gets me back in touch not only with who I truly am, but the true joyousness of life itself. I've learned that meditation will help you cure unhappiness of any kind. Why? Because all unhappiness is you being separate from who you are, from your truth, and from your real eternal life. Meditation offers you the way to get back to all of that and more. In meditation, you can get back into full communication with your true innermost self. As you do, you will be amazed. I'm sure you have heard of the magic carpet told about in one of the stories in 1001 Nights, that famous collection of Middle Eastern folktales compiled during the period of history that's come to be known as the Islamic Golden Age. In that story, a prince ends up buying a magic carpet that promises to transport whoever sits upon that carpet instantly to any place just by their thought and will. There have been other stories of some magic carpet in various cultures around the world. Among them, King Solomon's flying carpet. Some magic carpets transport its rider by mere thought instantly, whereas others do so by actually flying through the air from place to place. Although the exact method may differ between the different tales, what makes the carpet magical is that it's able to transport people somewhere other than where they are at will. 
Meditation is uh, definitely a magic carpet of the mind. It can help transport you from one state of awareness and energy to a different state on command. Even for those who have discovered meditation merely as a great stress relief tool, part of its effectiveness for that use is that it can propel the meditator from being in an anxious or a tight mind state to a calm and restful one. As helpful as that one use of meditation may be to many people, it's just a minuscule use of meditation as the magic mind carpet. In truth, that which we refer to as the mind is actually the limitless expanse beyond the confines of time and space in which we each experience all that we experience as our existence, awareness, and life. Contrary to the popular belief that the mind is contained in the brain, not only the brain, but the entire body is contained and experienced within the mind. In fact, the entire universe with the countless galaxies are all experienced in the mind, right? And if that were so, is there anything besides the mind? That which we call the mind isn't a separate object or a thing like a brain or a body or even a universe. We could say that the mind is more like a vast space of consciousness. That is why some leading scientists are starting to consider the entire universe as conscious energy. Centuries and centuries ago, Krishna describes the body as a field rather than a thing. A field of what? According to Krishna's description, today we'd say the body is a field of conscious energy. We could also say that what we perceive as different forms and functions that make up everything in the universe are the results of different kinds of consciousness and energy levels. We perceive different states of vibration and consciousness as different forms. For example, what we perceive as the color red is a different state of vibration and consciousness from what we perceive as the color green. If you consider that everything you can call your experience of life, your experience in your mind or consciousness, you'll easily recognize that there's no life other than all that any of us experience in the mind. Yet it's obvious that most of us don't experience absolutely everything there is in life, right? Just in conversation with others, we can tell readily that although we might share a lot of similar experiences, there are countless experiences related by others that we have no experience of awareness of ourselves. Even more, we have no idea how many more planets there are in all of the universes 
that have some kind of intelligent life thriving on them. We don't even have a clue. All that is constantly happening in our own little microscopic world. Needless to say, the mind is limitless. If everything we ever experience of life we experience in the mind, then it's safe to assume that we can experience whatever that can be experienced of life in the mind. So once you realize that everything is in the mind, it's not that big of a leap to, con to discover that meditation is definitely a kind of real-life magic carpet that is able to transport you to any kind of experience you can have in the mind. You can become aware of and experience the far reaches of the universe or the innermost workings of one person's experience of life. You can experience transporting yourself in your meditation practice in your mind to any level of consciousness or energy. Or for a much more mundane, everyday living level of transport, you can easily shift your emotional state of mind from anger, fear, guilt, or grief to neutrality and serenity or a loving state of mind. You can effortlessly travel from worrying thoughts to a state of certainty or joyousness. Learning to meditate correctly and effectively can be so much more for you than operating and opening your Christmas present to find the latest and greatest supercomputer, supercar, or even a dream job. Through meditation, you can not only experience brave new worlds, you can realize your true self and even discover God. Yes, indeed. Well, believe it or not, we're already upon our first break. And this is the time we like to tell you about our events we give uh, open to the public. We wanted to invite you to join us this coming Saturday, December. It's not December 5th. It's this coming Saturday anyway, 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time for our next Zoom class. I'll get that date for you on the next break. And it's titled Stop Arguing with Yourself, Energy Work for Harmonious Self-Communication. And it's part of our popular ongoing Zoom class series, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think. Remember, if you'd like to enjoy good communication with anyone else, you'd first have to have good communication with yourself. And I think today's uh, radio show is a good example of that. Oh, yes, this Saturday is uh, December 10th. All right, so if you're interested, please call our office well go to our website at michaeltamora.com and sign up or you can call our office and speak with our wonderful assistant debbie at 530-926-2650 she doesn't answer please leave a message she can give you details or help you to sign up learn to do psychic energy work to help you say hello to yourself and pave your way to have great communication all the way around when we return in just a bit we'll continue with Meditation, your magic mind carpet. We'll be right back.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. We've been exploring the relationship between meditation and flying on your magic mind carpet. Let's find out more about how meditating can transport you to a different reality. Well, before the break, I was talking about, uh, you know, if you learn to meditate, it's it's actually better than opening your Christmas present. <laughs> well, it is a Christmas present, isn't it? Well, because through meditation, you can you can go anywhere you can explore any aspect of life of yourself of anyone and it's it's way better than the internet even ah <laughs> uh, yes with meditation you could put anything in your search engine and it will take you there when i observe people who are interested in out of body experiences or near death experiences I most often notice that they're looking at those kinds of experiences in relationship to their body and that those kinds of experiences are experienced by going out of the body in some way. Yet, in truth, if all that you experience is in the mind, what you experience in the body and what you experience out of the body, huh, either way, you still experience it in the mind. You can say that you just experienced the different kinds of experiences in a different space in the mind. You have the so-called out-of-body experience in a space of the mind that is unrelated to anything to do with bodily sensory perception of the world. Whereas the in the body experience is related to your awareness of bodily sensory perception of the world and of the body itself as well. 
It's much, much more limited. What is often called psychic awareness is that range of experiences you can have that expands your awareness to beyond the bodily sensory perceptions and intellectualizations to awareness of that which you directly experience as a soul. While you are generally still quite aware of your bodily perceptions. So it's crossing that, bridging that gap, if you will, from between the totally non-body sensation experience and the totally body sensory perception experiences and being psychic, you bridge that whole gap and you can have both. The two main differences in your experience in the mind would be that you experience in the divided consciousness and that which you become aware of as undivided awareness itself. In any aspect of divided consciousness, there is an awareness of that which is conscious and of that which is the object of that consciousness. In a divided consciousness, there's always an experience of subject and object. In an undivided consciousness, there's no experiencer or experienced. Awareness simply is. There is no you, there is no me, there is only God. The ultimate destination for your magic mind carpet ride of meditation is just that. And for some of you, that might sound a little scary because you like being you and you like other people being them. (laughs) But this is part of spiritual growth and awareness of where your spiritual growth is taking you. So early on in the talk, Michael was uh, discussing how the color red and the color green are different vibratory uh, fields, if you will. And uh, I was thinking that was a kind of a good choice of colors because yeah, it's Christmas, Christmas season. <laughs> but I always see Christmas season as much more, even though a lot of people decorate with red and green, uh, it's much more gold because that's the uh, vibration of what we call the Christ consciousness. And the Christ consciousness doesn't necessarily have anything to do with Jesus. Rather, it's a field of awareness where your awareness of aware of everything. I think it's not quite when you're aware of just all and and not know you and know me yet. That's down the road. And you're you don't have to be afraid of that. It's much more being able to start to pull your energy at this point out of being wrapped up so much in the world that you forget what you're really here for, which is Uh, finding more about who you really are. Now, the uh, one generation, you know, they label these generations, which I think is kind of silly because generations have existed for all of time, but the generation that's labeled the Z-Gen, you guys, oh my goodness, you're the mental health awareness group. And you know why that is? Because you were born a lot more highly sensitive and aware. 
And for those who don't know what to do with that sensitivity, it can actually affect your mental health. So meditation, bringing it back around to that, is a really good answer to settling out all that anxiety and everything. And I can speak from my own experience Having come from a family, as you have heard me speak about many times, with a lot of Asperger's in it, uh, I always say, I don't have Asperger's, but I have some of the gene strands and symptoms of it that pop up. And, you know, that high, when I was young and in my 20s, um, I had an ang- not anxiety, but an anxiousness that I didn't ever know what to do with. It was just like a live wire that I could never use up all the energy of, and uh, even thinking about meditation was really difficult, but I was very, very determined because I knew this was going to be the thing that was going to save me and help me even much more. I never got therapy or anything like that, and I know a lot of people get therapy, and that's a good thing, but eventually you have to learn to manage this yourself. All the wild thoughts that go on in your head and all that. That's why most people avoid meditation. But once you start to be able to just give yourself a few minutes a day and start to increase it, it will change your life. It changed mine to such a degree that um, I wasn't using substances to, to mash down all that anxiety and all that extra energy that I had. And um, I actually started having the life I was here to have, and it's been quite a miraculous life. Yeah, that's a great example. You know, we all have different things going on in our life experience. And, and because most people are not aware that what they experience, whether it's a, it's a great, wonderful thing or a terrible thing or whatever it is that you experience, experience is experience, isn't it? And you got to be able to look at, okay, what, what is this thing called experience? What do I mean when I say, you know, oh, yesterday was a great day. This is a, you know, I, I just had so much fun and this and that and the other thing. And I did this and this and this. And I talked to those people and we had this wonderful conversation. Well, we, we talk like that, right? We reminisce <coughs> of our past experiences. But we all tend to assume, yeah, that's just life. That's, I was just living. But what's all this when you describe it? And the thing that you call, this is what I experienced of my life, of that day, of that hour, of that conversation, of whatever it is. And it really doesn't matter if you're an avid soccer fan and, and you're just going bonkers uh, because <laughs> your team lost or won or something. And, and uh, that's the experience you're having. And someone else... It, they could care less about soccer or any type of sport. They're, they're not interested. And their life experience is all about uh, sending people to outer space on a spaceship. And they're designing new craft and all that kind of stuff. And that's where all their life experiences. And for someone else, they're completely devoted to, to playing and mastering the violin. And, 
and they play absolutely stunning music on the violin. And that's when they're like, this is life. This is my life, so forth and so on. In the zone. (laughs) Yeah, they're in the zone. So it doesn't matter what you consider to be your life or, you know, what you really enjoy, what makes you so happy in life. It's all experience, isn't it? Yeah. We're here in this world to have experiences. And as we have these experiences, we decide some experiences were just fabulous and other experiences, uh, not so much. (laughs) We get sad about some experiences and we get mad about others and we get really happy about others. But bottom line, experience is experience. And what is that? Well, that's us being aware. And we have all kinds of aspects of this experience right down to, hey, sometimes you're aware of what you're experiencing on a, a cellular level of the body. Huh. Other times, you could care less about that. Not even aware at all about the body. You're just in ecstasy. And and you're going, wow. And then somebody says something about your body and goes, body? What body? (laughs) (laughs) Because that experience had nothing whatsoever to do with body. Had nothing to do with organs and, and your brain, your heart, anything that has to do with the body. And it has nothing to do with your sensory perceptions, the stuff we talk about in terms of sight and speech and taste and all that. Huh. But you still had an experience. But it's that's what we call, oh, you had an out-of-body experience of some sort. You had an experience that had nothing to do with the normal, what we call the normal five ways, you know, of sensory perception. That's strictly body stuff. But you, your spirit, and your the capacity you have to experience life beyond bodily, simple five bodily sensory perception mechanisms is vast, limitless. But... In this world, most beings, most souls that incarnate into a body, they rapidly forget that they're spirit, that they are awareness itself, that they are energy itself, that they are life itself, and that through their awareness and presence, they have in this world that's got time, the experience of passage of time and and movement of distance and space, they forget that that's not all there is. Ah, Pretty soon, you get so habituated and hypnotized by just the bodily sensory perception experiences that you start to think that's what life is about. And the jailbreak key to that, being beholden to that experience only, is what we call meditation. 
and prayer. And when we start to meditate, we're, we're stepping back from, hmm, well, it seems like I'm feeling this and I'm feeling that and, and, and I'm hearing this and I'm seeing that with my eyes open. But what would happen if I close my eyes? Oh, if I close my eyes, I don't see anything in the world except the back of my eyelids. <laughs> and, and so then you, you really diminish the sight perception, the visual perception with your physical eyes of the outside world. Okay, then what, what's left when you shut that out? And especially these days, you can have what's uh, called the sensory deprivation tanks and things like that, where, where you not only shut out most of the visual contact, you start to shut out a lot of the auditory contact and, and perception and uh, even bodily sensations. You limit it down to at the exact temperature that the body's at. You don't feel any difference, cold and hot. So you, you really shut down a lot of that. And if you're not putting you know sub stuff in your mouth, you're not tasting anything different. So when you really turn down what you're picking up on a bodily sensory perception on every level, what's, what do you have left? Ah, oh, you discover you're still aware. You still have experience of life, but it's fundamentally different than your bodily perceptions. Well, our second break is coming right up, and so are Christmas, Hanukkah, and the Holy Days. Remember, Michael's award-winning book, You Are the Answer, makes an absolutely wonderful gift for anyone seeking their soul purpose. It's available from Amazon as well as through our office for a specially signed copy, no extra charge. Also, for any of you who would like to go further on your spiritual path, self-healing, and or psychic development, how about a wonderful gift of a class for yourself? We have all kinds of teleclasses, Zoom classes, courses, all-day seminars, and retreats available to purchase and download. And we're actually getting a new format for you to find those on, which we'll announce soon. You can find many of the titles and descriptions by clicking on the Download Audio tab in the Events section menu of our website, michaeltamora.com, or by calling our office at 530-926-2650. And I'd also like to throw in here, since we're talking about meditation on our website, go to our free stuff tab, hit audio, and then you can get an audio download of our spiritual toolkit. And we'll talk more about that. Anyway, when we return, we'll get back to meditation, your magic mind carpet. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. 
the best book ever. Transformational, incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's great to have you back. Today we've been exploring how meditation can be your magic mind carpet and this kind of magic carpet ride can transport you to into brave new frontiers of the mind so let's see what else we can find out about the ancient practice of meditating well one of the things that i love about meditating is as you get better and better at the practice it helps you to have calmness and presence of mind even when you are not meditating Rather, when you are going through various life experiences, for instance, a very good friend of ours and a student of ours, she's under both categories, is sitting right now with her father as he is actively dying. And when she has her groundedness and her uh, calmness, she's able to help him have what he is going through and she doesn't go nuts. You know, this is something that happens at a deathbed. Sometimes people can't handle the emotional energy. Well, if you've been practicing meditation for a lot of years, you have the tools to handle those difficult life situations. So we thought it would be a nice idea for Michael to run you through a little bit of our style of meditation, which is much more designed for the Western busy mind to help get to that calmness and presence of mind. So here we go. I hear I thought Raphael was going to say uh, <laughs> it, we're going to have Michael run you through the ringer. <laughs> no, uh, only if there's too much garbage in your mind or something. <laughs> so, yes, this is a simple way to just get started. So just have a seat and, and uh, uh, put both feet flat on the floor. Sit comfortably and upright, and then just close your eyes. Give yourselves a deep breath or two or three or four. Don't close your eyes if you're driving or flying an airplane, please. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're listening on, on your phone or whatever, and, and some of you may be doing other things. But if you are, just either set aside that or, or you know, just listen and keep your eyes open and <laughs> not do the meditation. But those of you who can, just close your eyes and just 
give yourselves a deep breath. And notice I always tell you to give yourselves a deep breath because you'll find, oh, yeah, how you approach everything in life absolutely impacts and changes to the better uh, your life experience. And anytime you approach any aspect of your living from a giving space, from you giving rather than trying to take or demanding or expecting or whatever, then you'll find, oh, you open up to that vast inner aspect of who you are. When you're taking, you separate out of that. When you're giving, you open up to that. So even the simplest of things that you have to do, which is breathe, if you approach it as a place of giving, give yourself a breath. And then as you have your eyes closed, notice uh, you get to rest your physical sensation of visual sensation, visual sensory perception, and just give your physical eyes permission. Just say, hey, thanks for, you know, looking out for me all the time. (laughs) But for now, you get to rest. Because when you do, you'll start to notice that, oh, you still see, but you're seeing on a different level. You're not seeing based on your sensory, physical sensory perception of the eyes and the optic nerves and your brain and all that stuff. No, you're seeing in a different way. This is part of the exploration of meditation. You start to see. Ah, You're seeing in spirit rather than as a body. Okay, next, continuation of this process some people might call relaxing but what is relaxation that's just when you have the space to just be as you already are as you truly are the more relaxed you become Ah. so relaxation is very very simple but you have to be able to let yourself just be If you can't, in your own mind, if you can't let yourself be, you got to be better, you got to go faster, you got to do this, you got to meet that deadline, uh, then you can't relax. But if you just go, oh, I get to just be. So as you're in the center of your head, just give yourself permission to just be as you are. You don't have to change yourself in any way. You don't have to fix yourself. Whether you like what you're being or not, just let yourself be for the moment. Ah, Notice what starts to happen. Now, would you imagine that you're sitting on a gigantic tree trunk? And as you're sitting on this very, very comfortable tree trunk, and it's tree stump, you know, it's kind of flat on top so you can sit on it. And then imagine this tree stump going all the way down to the very center of the earth. And just imagine this tree stump plugging into the very center of the earth. So just imagine what the center of the earth looks like to you and what the tree stump looks like to you and just connect the two. And then where you're sitting on the tree stump, just like you're sitting on the, uh, your chair, imagine the tree stump coming up and connecting in to your first chakra, the energy center that's at the base of your spine, just about... Uh, two-thirds of an inch 
above the very tip of your tailbone inside your body. And when you imagine that tree stop connecting into that first chakra, just see it that way in your imagination. And then just experience. Notice the subtle changes that might start to happen for you. Some of you might start to find, oh, yeah, I'm a little bit more here, or I'm a little more relaxed, or things are a little bit quieter, or whatever the case might be. This part's called grounding. And as you're grounded this way, just imagine letting go of any energies, any thoughts, any feelings, any problems, any worries, anything that's not yours at all. How do you know it's not yours? Well, all you have to do is imagine you're just letting go of all that's not yours that you have unwittingly been holding on to in your mind. Another way you can do it is imagine that wherever you are mentally holding on to someone's energy, imagine it that you have this tiny psychic fist. You know how you, when you're grabbing onto something with your physical uh, hands, you form this tight fist. So imagine wherever you're holding on to thoughts, feelings, energies, and especially those that are not yours, that you have, wherever you have them, anywhere in the body, anywhere in your space around you, whatever, imagine you're opening those fists up and letting everything fall out. Just like in the physical world, if you're holding on really tight to something, physical object, and then you just open up your hands, ah, oh, it just naturally falls. You don't have to throw it away or anything. It just falls out of your hand. So imagine everywhere where you're psychically holding on with your little psychic fists, any energies, just open up those fists and see the energy just falling out. And when they fall out, they just go straight down the grounding cord to the center of the earth where it gets recycled. You don't have to worry about that. It's natural. Give yourselves a deep breath. And notice how much your energy and your experience within you has changed. And next thing is if you notice there's you have thoughts Oh, gee, what am I going to do about, you know, rent payment this month? Oh, what am I going to do? What if I get fired? Blah, blah, blah. What if I don't get this job? What if I don't get this contract? Blah, blah, blah. All those kinds of things that may start to pop up or even something as, gee, did I turn off the microwave? <laughs> or how about I can't stand the sound of the gardener who's working across the street? <laughs> yeah, well, whatever the case might be for you. And just notice Oh, those are just thoughts. Let them just be. Don't try to chase them away. Don't try to stop them. Don't try to fix them or anything. Just let them be. And that way, when you let something be, you let go. As long as you can't let something be, you have to try to change it or fix it or get rid of it or do something about it, then you're going to hold on to it. But if you just decide, oh, you know what? I'm just going to let it all be. Yeah, I may not like it, but I'm just going to even let that thought of not liking something be. It's okay. 
It's called getting out of resistance. So one of the first things in, in meditation is, is mentally just really getting yourself out of resistance of every kind and just letting things be. Because as you do so, start to notice that the more you could let things that have bothered you in some way or shape be, the more you start to relax and the more you start to let yourself be as you are. And the more you start to let yourself be as you are, the more you start to experience yourself as the spirit that you are. So now, would you now imagine an image of a rose out in front of your forehead with your eyes closed and just imagine that beautiful rose just sitting there. Now imagine that image of the rose you just imagine explode in a flash of light. Just no effort. Notice imagination takes no effort, right? You could imagine anything, however outrageous, however amazing, you could imagine it just because you do. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to do anything about it. You just imagine it, and there it is. And then when you imagine that rose, and you imagine that rose image exploding in a flashlight, it's, it's gone. Ah. Now imagine another rose, please. And this time, whatever thoughts, whatever worries, whatever comes up in your mind that you become aware of, or even an emotional feeling or whatever, and you just decide, okay, imagine it just it's all energy. So imagine that energy going into that rose. You're giving that energy that you don't really want there space to be in a different space than in the middle of your awareness. And as you do so, you just let it go into that rose. And now imagine that rose exploding in a flash of light. And just be aware in the center of your head. And just say hello to yourself as the spirit that you are and imagine a gigantic gold sun full of life force energy coming into the top of your head and filling up your whole space from top of your head to the bottoms of your feet, fingertips. And once you fill up and imagine your whole body becoming completely golden and alive, ah, stretch gently, bend over gently and let go of any excess energies out of the top of your head and everything. And when you come back up, open your eyes, look around the physical room you're in, say hello to it. All right. And we're coming to the end of our show. Time flies when you're flying on your magic mind carpet. We're at the end of our show. We're ever grateful that you tuned in and hope that you gained some valuable insights and tools to help you meditate and transform yourself to a higher and more expansive awareness. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for Clairsentience and Your Creative Power. What is the relationship between your ability to feel clearly and your power to create? Why is it that once singers got their lines and notes down, they're regularly taught to do it again, but with more feeling? Discover what happens when you do anything with more feeling and why it takes feeling clearly to tap into your inner power. And remember our class this weekend, this Saturday, Stop Arguing With Yourself, Energy Work for Harmonious Self-Communication on Saturday, December 10th. 
Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.